All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Thursday, August 10th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, so this is our weekend preview episode, and we'll be talking about the holdovers from last weekend, like the Turtles, like the Meg, and Barbenheimer are, of course, still at the top. And we have a new horror flick coming to us this weekend from Universal. So it's The Last Voyage of the Demeter is coming out. I feel we talked about this off air. I feel like I saw this trailer a long time ago and then have not seen it much since, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's a universal flick. I don't recall seeing this before I saw Universal's Oppenheimer a few weeks ago. I don't know if they are hiding it. I, I I'm pretty sure I got there in time to see all the trailers. So I don't know what that's about. What about you? Have you been, do you feel like the last voyage of the Demeter is in the public consciousness at all? Have you been seeing this Demeter anywhere? No, I mean, I'm the same with you. I think we probably, I feel like we saw this trailer together at whatever movie a while ago. And same with you. I have not seen it in front of anything since it has not popped up in any sort of ad in between mm-hmm. YouTube videos no, that no. I watch on my television. So I, the, just the amount of, I think this is going to be something that slips out, does whatever it's going to do. And then we're going to see it on Peacock pretty quickly because it's only really opening in 2,700 theaters around that. So it's not even that big of an opening. Yeah. So let's let's state the 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 elephant in the room here. Let's not bury the lead. This is a Dracula movie. The Last yeah. Voyage of the Demeter is a Dracula movie. And, you know, th- th- this is not a surprise, huh? This is not some big uh-huh. twist that we're spoiling, huh? This is a Dracula movie, but for some reason, Dracula is not in the title. And, and, and according to the uh, the Wikipedia for this movie, this story is adapted from a chapter of Bram Stoker's Dracula. And, you know, Dracula is the guy who's on this ship. When you see this trailer and something's going around messing with the ship and people don't know what it is, it's Dracula. And well, yeah, according to this Wikipedia entry, the same one you probably looked at. Yes. It is known as Dracula Voyage of the Demeter in some international markets. I don't understand why you wouldn't just do it in America, too. Right, right, right. It's this weird thing where are they not giving enough credit to the overseas markets? And I think they're giving too much credit then to the domestic markets who they think are are going to, oh, they just know it's Dracula. Just say it. If you're telling Denmark that it's Dracula, tell, uh, you know, tell Idaho that it's Dracula. Let everyone know that it's Dracula. I, I don't get the reasoning for hiding the Drac in the United States this week. Well, I mean, one of them could be how strong really is the Dracula IP? Yeah. Does Dracula feel like some old timey passe not for gen z sort of horror icon that nobody cares about anymore possibly a frankenstein are kids gonna want to go see a frankenstein or dracula movie in 2023 
that's maybe why they hit it. Because I don't know if Dracula's been cool in a very long time. Dracula might not even have been cool while we've been alive. Well, well, I mean, Universal did this just a few months ago. You know, they put out a Dracula movie four months ago. I'm talking about Renfield. I'm talking about Renfield. The Nicholas oh, man, Nicholas Holt two-hander. I totally forgot about that. In which the... The the thing that people in retrospect, whoever liked something about that movie, the thing they liked was Nicolas Cage's Dracula. And obviously they did tell you in the trailer at the very end that Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage would be Dracula. But the movie was called Renfield. It wasn't called Drac and Ren. It wasn't called Dracula meets Renfield. It was just mm-hmm. called Renfield. That movie tanked. We covered it on the show. You know, go back to our april episodes to hear us talk a lot of renfield but universal just did this where they did a dracula movie but sort of kind of didn't push it as a dracula movie and not to say that that's the reason renfield bombed but i think it was a factor and i i to me i get what you're saying dracula is obviously not iron man Mm-mm. but i i think he's still worth putting in the title if you're gonna put him in the movie put him in the title i mean i think that's even god it's so crazy that movie did so poorly that i completely forgot about it i I forgot that it even existed but it it stared at me every time i go on peacock to watch something i'm staring at renfield but i don't that's the thing is I don't make the connection because it's called Renfield and I know it's a Dracula movie, but my mind, you know, there's a lot of things going through it. I'm not like, Oh, that's actually a Dracula movie. I'm still not going to watch it. So I do think they're avoiding Dracula because when was the last time a Dracula movie was a hit? Well, I'll, I'll throw this out here, Clayton in 2014, there was a film called Dracula untold. And now this was, I'm pretty sure, and we're going to have Brett from the New Flesh podcast on our Sunday night, uh, Monday morning uh, episode. He is, of course, our chief horror correspondent, so he'll be able to set us straight exactly. But I'm pretty sure that Dracula Untold in 2014 was sort of part of the perspective dark universe. I mean, it's before they called it the dark universe. You know, that was Tom Cruise, the mummy movie. but Universal then did have the idea of getting their Universal monsters together. And I'm pretty sure 2014's Dracula Untold at some point was going to be part of the uh, connective tissue there. That movie opened to $23 million in October. Obviously, it fell off a cliff, you know, dropped 58% the next weekend, ended up at $56 million. But that's a Dracula movie that opened at $23 million. So uh, that's the thing. I think Dracula still has some juice. You well, know? doesn't have juice domestically. That is why they're not using Dracula in the title of this film because domestic but that's box domestic. office. Domestic. 55, okay. Domestic box office total for this movie pass yes 55 million dollars sure in, international box office 164 55 million dollars for what this budget probably was 
is piddly. The production budget was $70 million, okay? Sure. It made its money overseas. That's why Dracula is in the title overseas. Dracula is not a a draw in America. But but it that movie, which was whatever they spent on it, it was such a low rent offering. You know, the star of that movie was Luke Evans playing Count Dracula. You know, this okay. is not this is not that they had some mega star in there. A, a Luke Evans fronted Dracula did open to 23 million. It fell off a cliff because no one, the movie wasn't good or whatever the reasons for it. But just purely the, the, like I said last week, the star of a movie or the star IP, you measure it in that opening weekend. And that movie opened, you know, Drac opened that movie. Uh, You're acting like 23.5 is, is, anything good i mean that's that's a decent but we're talking a luke evans star you know that's drac you know drac gave us that 23 million in 2014 uh i i still I, and then 55 and that's it i, I don't think i'm not going to classify that as a hit i'm sorry oh, i will not, not domestically cla- that's what i'm saying is that but that it is opened ho- fine and, and you don't think the last voyage of the demeter so you don't think that domestically that movie does better if it's just called Dracula versus the last voyage of the Demeter. No, I don't Why think not? it does any better. You think it does no better. Uh, it does if no it just better. Tells people this is Dracula movie. Because Dracula means nothing to anybody right now. The 2014, Pat, that's almost 10 years ago. Sure. A whole generation of moviegoers have come and gone since then. Okay. We're looking for Dracula movies. That's the last one that opened that had Dracula in the title. But I don't think Dracula has zero, zero Zero. love in America. Zero. Yeah. Zero. If you put Dracula in front of this movie title, it does not make one dollar more. Oh, that's that's, I can't wait for Brett to be here on Sunday because- Whatever this movie ends up making, it will make it. I guarantee Brett will have my back on this. It will have made less than it would have if it was called Dracula versus the last voyage of the Demeter. Well, it's not going to be Jack Dracula versus it's just going to be Dracula. Dracula sales, Dracula sales, the last voyage of the Demeter. Well, we know what it would be called because it's called in foreign markets, Dracula voyage of the Demeter. Right. So, I, I think they jazz it up a little bit in the States. Dracula sails the last voyage of the Demeter. So he's sailing it now. He's the captain of it. He, he gets on it. He gets, he's on the boat. So he's Pat, on if boat. you're on, if you go on a cruise, are you sailing it? Yeah, sure. I'm having okay. a good time, but you're not sailing it. I, you're, you're on a boat, but you're not sailing that. I'm sailing it. I'm on it. I'm riding it. I historically, domestically in in what we can track i'm not talking about vampire movies from the 30s but dracula has just not been a draw even bram stoker's dracula was uh, that is a, a hit for its time but it was a disappointment because it was, it was francis ford coppola sure but it's a waning coppola then i mean we're talking post godfather 3 coppola you know, uh, that movie opened to, I'm looking at it right now, Bram Stoker's Dracula opened in November of 1992, opened to $30 million and topped out at $82 million. We're talking 1992. 
a $30 million opening in 1992. That is an opening that shows Dracula had juice. You know, Dracula in 1992, opened where most of our Mina fans and uh, wanna be O boys, wanna be O girls, wanna be O. People. But that's when the movie opened. That's well, when the movie existed. We're talking Dracula movies. You know, I'm sorry. Most Dracula movies came out in the 30s. This one came out in 1992. Are you, you're, you're arguing for my point. Okay. Dracula we're looking is at Dracula movies the IP, and that was a big one. The IP is dead and you're not loving it is what I'm getting. Okay. You Still think Dracula has juice, and I say Dracula doesn't have juice. Look at Dracula 2000, which came out in 2000. I'm guessing. thank you. Sure, opened, oh, possibly. I wouldn't be shocked if that came out in 2001 because it got delayed, or it opened in 99 because they were trying to be futuristic and be right. Like, oh, this is the post millennium because we call it Dracula 1999. People are going to be like, oh, that's from the past century, right? Had Gary Butler before he was Gary Butler, right. 8.6 opening, 33 million all in. And this was Wes Craven Presents, who was hot off of Scream. He couldn't even make Dracula good for the 2000s. So why well, is he's, this? He's sort of cold off of Scream 3 by that point. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll give you that then, that Wes Craven was not hot shit at the moment. But no. He was having Jay and Silent Bob cameo and scream movies by that. Uh, you know, you always pull that out, and that has that actually has aged really well. You have to go back and watch it. It's aged very well. I think that Dracula has been dead for years and years and years. That is why. Well, he's always been dead, I guess. He's always but, been dead. Yeah. But I'm saying as an IP, he is right. dead in the States at the very least. That's why he wasn't in the title of Renfield. He's not in the title of this. And so I think they're hiding it because when people discover it's Dracula, they're going to say, no way, Jose. Do you think it's a deterrent? Yes. You think it's a deterrent? You think people are more likely to say, I want to find out what the Demeter is. The thing that interests me is a Demeter. It's a boat. We know it's a boat. And then when they get to this movie, this Demeter movie that they were so psyched about, they're going to be upset when Dracula is in the movie. That's what's going to happen. If you're hiding Dracula in the marketing, the thing I don't understand is why make a Dracula movie then? If you're going to hide him in the marketing, why make a Dracula movie? Because Dracula sucks, haha, and nobody cares about him. That's why. But they're why trying make the to make movie? people, well, because they're trying to have this really cool movie that by the end, you realize, oh my gosh, Dracula's actually cool. But you're not going to put Dracula in the title because then everybody's going to be like, well, Dracula's lame. So whatever happens in this movie is lame because Dracula is a lame-o. So that is the difference is that they want to go in. People go in without no expectations. And this right. vampire kicks a bunch of butt, sucks a bunch of blood, does whatever he's going to do. And then when you reveal he's Dracula, people will say, oh, maybe Dracula is cool. That's so you, the attempt, but I don't think they're going to pull it off because the trailer looks pretty terrible. Do so you think the whole point of making Last Voyage of the Demeter is to resurrect the IP of Dracula rather than to use Dracula's name yes. value to make money with this movie? They're thinking this movie studio is thinking that far ahead 
where they're like, this is a way of us making a big Dracula movie three years from now when Last Voyage of the Demeter has rehabilitated Dracula. Well, I mean, this is based on one chapter of Dracula. Right. The book. So, Which was called Dracula. The book was called Dracula. Yeah, when it came out in, what, the 18th century or whatever. Right. Whatever. Whatever. We're not, we're not book talk, huh? 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 So what they're trying to do, yes, is do every chapter maybe. So then the next chapter will be its whole movie. I mean, I think it's brilliant. You think it's brilliant. The guy who was saying Dracula is worthless, you think it's brilliant to make several trap chapters of Bram Stoker's Dracula into separate movies. I will tell you what, there is a way to, to make this work. If they, if, I mean, we shouldn't even be, we're not promoting this movie by the way, because we don't promote movies. We talk about movies and what they're going to do. The best thing they're doing is saying that this isn't Dracula or not coming out and saying it's Dracula. That's the best thing because then you go in without preconceived notion. Now the problem is people can just Wikipedia it. Right, like we right. did, like or we did. if people, we could do it, then kids could do it. Absolutely. Right. And people can listen to this podcast, which everybody who goes to the movies listens to the podcast because they should mm-hmm. to know what they're in for. It's already been spoiled. And we probably turned some people off to this movie because we revealed that Dracula's in it. Yeah. I mean, listen, we'll see how this shakes out. I think we're both, though, on the same page where we do not have high hopes for this movie, but somehow for different reasons. I think the problem is that they're not using the Dracula IP in the marketing, and you think that the problem is that people will find out anyway it's Dracula. Or or basically, we also both think the movie does not look good based on the trailer. Whether it's Dracula in it or not, it looks kind of like a... Would would you be more likely to see this movie if it was Dracula? Yes. If it was called Dracula sales, the last voyage of the Demeter. Yes. I would, I would be more likely personally to see that film. Why do you like, do you, do you like Dracula? Yeah. I like, what do you like about Dracula that he's a name? He's like a fuss pot, you know, like I, I like that Dracula is, is sort of a, like a dapper busybody. I like his whole thing. I like his whole thing, but if you're not going to, if you're not going to market the movie around, dracula and his whole thing then i'm not going to be as interested and i think a lot of people are in that camp i think a lot of people are in that camp so that's why i want to see dracula sail the last voyage of demeter i want to see him like get a ticket and you know have like a big cabin on the boat and and you know a big coffin inside of a big cabin you like the seductive Yes. Dracula. This yes. this does not look seductive. I mean, maybe. He looks more like a monster in this he than I would want He looks monstrous. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think that's another thing. I think for the Drac fans, this might not be the Dracula they're going to want to see. This, this sort of like just beast. But we'll see. I mean, here's the thing. Dracula or not, this is a horror film. And... As as Brett from the New Flesh, who's going to be on our next episode, always says horror always wins, and you know we've been seeing that even just on a small scale the last few weeks. A twenty four's Talk to Me opened at ten, held at six million. I mean, horror just always comes out bigger than you think it would be. Um, but that said, I think Talk to Me is the horror choice. I don't even think the Last Voyage is going to 
catch that. Well, right. I was going to say, if this movie was coming out with nothing else going up against it horror-wise, mm-hmm. then I do think that it would have done better if it didn't have to fight off a buzzy horror right. film that people now might be, okay, I saw Barbie, I saw Oppenheimer, I saw Meg 2. I want to see something different. Oh, there's this horror movie that I'm reading all about. Right. I think right. Talk to Me is going to be that movie, not Last Voyage of the Demeter. Right, right. No, I agree. I agree. I, I think that, you know, there's, for a movie that is this level, and it's not like Last Voyage has been getting an incredible promotional push, but it is a universal release. It is a big studio. It's going to have a couple of thousand screens. So it will be out there. So the basement for even a, movie like this is your six million and up right i would say i would i I would say it would be shocking if this movie made less than that i mean we'll get into our exact predictions when we do our top fives but that's the thing with horror is someone is going to go see this strictly because it's horror and they already saw talk to me and they want more gore well pre-sales trending comparable to last august's beast and the invitation okay so the invitation opened last august did what seven end million, of august right? did 6.8 so yeah almost seven uh-huh. ended up at 25 so i could see it doing a very similar number here Now, is this an R-rated film? That's a huge question. If it's R-rated, then we've got something going Yeah, I think it has to be, based on the trailer I saw, because the only thing they were pushing, yes, it is R-rated. So there you go. You're going to get the horror fans will get to see some gore. And yeah, that's good enough for like a $6 million floor right there. This isn't going to open to less than the invitation. It's just not. The, just the the market is just even stronger than it was this time a year ago. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the holdovers. And, you know, I would say uh, the big question this week is between the two new movies, the new movies that were released last weekend, Meg to the Trench and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. They finished around the same. Meg 2 opened at 30. Ninja Turtles opened at 28 million for the three day. Of course, it did have a five day. So um, it made more than the 28 million. Which one of these now has the better road going forward? I mean, I think we're going to say the same thing, but I'll let you go first. Between Meg 2 and Turtles, what's going to be bigger this weekend and which is uh, looking stronger long term? I mean, yeah, I mean, this. I think this is a slam doink, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just because the movie is getting good buzz. It's a kid's movie. The rats need their cheese, but it's a kid's Mm -hmm. movie that adults can also watch and enjoy and have nostalgia for. So I think that is way stronger. Meg 2, it overperformed uh, our expectations at the very least. 100%. But I think it's a one weekend wonder in the sense that I just, I just don't feel an enthusiasm from the general audience for this movie in a way. I just think it's kind of the hardcores went out. There's going to be a few people who still want to see this movie. I mean, it's weird because you've got 
another, you know, the last voyage of Demeter, which I don't think is going to be big, but it seems like that could be an audience that takes away from the Meg too. I think it will. I think that's the audience. And I, I, I don't say this with any disdain, but like there's an audience that just wants to go see some bullshit. Mm -hmm. And last weekend, Meg to the trench was some bullshit that people were like, I just want to go see some bullshit. And what's at the theater? What's the news bullshit. And that crowd now will go see to a much smaller degree, but six or to $8 million worth of people who want to see some bullshit are going to go see last voyage, the Demeter this weekend, instead of seeing Meg to the trench. So I I do think that'll Drax going to take a bite out of the Meg. Um, you know, I'm looking at Meg, the first Meg in 2018. It opened at 45 million, and then the second weekend dropped 53% to 21 million. So a decent hold for a big movie. Um, but I think that percentage is gonna be a lot worse for Meg 2. I, I don't think the novelty is anywhere near as strong. No, 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 not after yeah, I I, I also agree. Yeah. So do you yeah, I yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and I think that I think that it has a really good chance. I think so too. I think but, it's going to hold really well. Haunted Mansion last week I was at number 5, its second weekend it made 9.2 million, it dropped 62%. I mean, this thing's going to fall off a cliff this weekend, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it fell off a cliff last weekend. It fell off a cliff, but I think it hit another cliff and is hanging on, and it's going to fall off of this cliff also. Mm -hmm. Like, I could see this dropping, usually second weekend drops, or, you know, the the third, going into the third weekend, the drop is not as bad as going into the second weekend, but... I think this could be another 50 to 60% drop. I mean, Haunted Mansion just seems so dead. Not that that was a horror movie, but to the degree that some horror people went to go see it, they'll go see Last Voyage and talk to me this weekend. And then as far as family films, I think Turtles will get bigger and take a bigger chunk out of Haunted Mansion. Yeah, absolutely. So that that one is is going to fall off a cliff. And... You know, talk to me. Had a great hold last weekend. Only dropped forty percent. Made six point two million. Added thirty theaters. I think that's going to stay strong. I mean, I think that that could. I mean, we'll talk about it when we do our predictions. I think talk to me could leapfrog a couple of things that finished ahead of it last weekend. Okay. Well, let's. Do you wanted you had an article you wanted us to look at here. Sure. So we'll tease out, we'll do our top five predictions to end the show, but quickly next up, I just sent you this article, Clayton, and the is from deadline. And the headline is AMC CEO sees quote, serious liquidity issues, even as box office booms quote, the dumbest thing we could ever do in this industry is run out of cash. So this article, uh, which listeners could check out on deadline It's AMC Entertainment CEO Adam Aaron basically talking about, I mean, the gist of this to me is he does see a strong future for AMC. I mean, I would hope so. He's the CEO. And for theatrical in general, 
but he thinks that they've got to spend money because in this article, he talks about how AMC doesn't need to revamp theaters, uh, make the theaters better, add PLFs. He does say that, which thank God it's, it's the horse that Clayton and I have been beating and riding for a long time on this show. You got to have more premium screens. But the interesting thing to me is, you know, AMC has obviously been in financial straits since uh, since COVID and lost a lot of money that year and reopening theaters and it was slow to reopen. So they've had cash issues and he's basically telling his financiers, not the Rock's financiers, but his financiers, the dumbest thing we could ever do in this industry is to run out of cash. So AMC needs its investors to pony up more money so that they could have a brighter future. And obviously every company wants more money, but I think that this time, this CEO, this makes sense because if AMC and these theaters can put money into making these theaters better, the customers are there. People want to go see movies in movie theaters, but they need better movie theaters. They need more premium screens. So what do you think? I mean, do you think that the money people out there in the world should dump some more money at AMC's feet? Well, so also in this article, he, you know, he gives his list, his mm-hmm. wish list, okay, which is large format screens, yep. more of them, yep. repairs to theaters, adding bars. Yes. More MacGuffins buy, bars at AMC. Yeah, expanding MacGuffins, buying other exhibitors and even transformative, transformative M&A that could move the company beyond cinemas. Now, Here's the thing. This is putting the cart before the horse. Okay. When he goes into transforming MA, MA, or whatever. Okay. That can move the company away from beyond cinemas. Let's talk about cinemas. Okay. We're talking about cinemas. So let's keep it to cinemas. Okay. Okay? You don't want him to get into gambling yet. I mean, let's repair the theaters first. Okay. Like, that's my thing is. If you're talking, the I, I was with him up until buying other exhibitors and transforming him MA because I can't even say transformative MA, number one. So that right. annoys me. Right. But if you can't if say sh- it, then people shouldn't do it. That's always it, been your rule. That is my rule. It's hard and fast. Now, yeah. if I'm a person who's going to give money to AMC mm-hmm. and they're saying, yeah, yeah. So, Repair, bigger screens, more bars, and then we'll move away from cinema. Wait, what? Mm. Then, so what? you're already looking to get away from cinemas or beyond cinemas? Let's stay to cinemas, right? Is my right. money going to repairing seats? Is my money going to adding more MacGuffins? Is my money going to PLFs like IMAXs and screen X's and 40 X's? Or is this guy looking out from the future for his next scam? Right, right, right. And we love scams, obviously, but we want our scams to say movie based, but transformative, transformative M and a, we tried to Google this, you know, a cursory Google. We weren't doing like a long research. This was right before the show. Yeah, we yeah. really had a hard time putting a real definition on it because right. it is it's flim flam language. It's okay. Bull, it's bullshit 
business language. If I'm somebody that's going to pony up cash to you, I want to hear concrete things my money's going to. Right. You want to hear plans that involve actual concrete. Absolutely. Yes. In the sense of building more screens that involves some form of concrete, I'm sure. We're pouring concrete to build an IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. Or here, show me what the marble is going to look like for the top of the new MacGuffins that we're Mm. building into a location. That's what I want to hear. So don't get ahead of yourself. I mean, this guy was almost into, and then there's going to be NFTs and, but we're going to have our own, uh, we're going to have our own Bitcoin. It's like, Dude, fix the seats, bro. Fix the seats and people will come. Don't talk about moving beyond cinemas. I know that's like bullshit that that, uh, they want to hear possibly on Wall Street. But right now, say, we got all these people who want to go see movies. Look at the Barbenheimer thing. Mm -hmm. We got to have a place to put their butts that's comfortable. We got to have screens that are big enough for them to be awe-inspired, and we got to get them liquored up. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think if you look at that list, until the end, everything was movie theater-based. Mm-hmm. More screens, fix up the theaters, better seats, fix up the MacGuffins bars, more MacGuffins bars. I mean, buying more exhibitors, I think makes sense because i mean just here in new york you know there's closed regals that Mm -hmm. i would love for them to turn into an amc you know there are movie theaters i know in la there is what the arc light is never open and people have always been why can't that be at amc so there are theaters out there that you could uh uh hope that amc would purchase or you know some of these uh, old office buildings that People have never gone back to work because they work at home. Turn that into an AMC. There's opportunities to take oh buildings there's... and turn them into AMCs, but we don't want them to buy up a property and then turn it into something that has nothing to do with movies. We don't want yeah. AMC to get into the hospital business. And sure, build more hospitals, but AMC shouldn't be in that business. There's so many hospitals. Have you? I mean, have you walked around the city? There's so many hospitals. Well, we're throw listen, a rock and hit a hospital. We're coastal elites. We're hospital rich. You know, there's a lot of hospitals out here. Maybe there's a lack of hospitals elsewhere. I don't know. I, I don't go everywhere. I go to Europe. I go to a place like that. But, you know, maybe in the stacks, there's a lack of hospitals. But AMC should not be the ones to get to the hospital business. They should stay in the movie business. I, I agree. I agree. If If I'm a finance person, that I agree. That is what they should be focusing on is we'll give you this money but you gotta use it on movie theaters you can't use it on stuff that is not movie theater theater related yeah and i i would say fix the theaters you have already before you Mm -hmm. start buying new ones okay that's what i would say yeah sure there's some that are vacant but you want to make the ones you already have a premium experience Mm. before you go buying other stuff it's just the way it should be and i know everything's about expansion everything's about new 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 right you but gotta grow you got, but you gotta renovate these places mm-hmm. you gotta renovate some of these places um last thing in this article i'll throw at you is uh looking at it down at the bottom here uh they're also looking at uh you know movie theater related 
products uh, that they'd sell elsewhere. So specifically, they've been selling AMC Perfectly Popcorn, which is microwavable and in bags at Walmart stores. And supposedly that has taken off and could grow into a $100 million business, according to the CEO. And he confirmed that the AMC chain will be introducing a line of AMC branded chocolates and gummies in mm. theaters, but that's in theaters and maybe eventually that'll be at Walmart's. That'll be at your high end grocers. When he says gummies though, are these gummy bears or are the AMC weed gummies? Well, I mean that it's so funny the way words can change. Right. Because years ago, if you said gummies, we would assume gummy bears, gummy bears or, or, or yeah. you know, or, you know, or various other shapes. You know, they come in cherries, sharks, all those different. Yeah. Yeah. Different shapes. You can make a gummy a, a, a shape into, you know, anything. Yeah. But to call them gummies now, everybody assumes that they will have some sort of weed in them. Yes. And, and I don't think that's going to be the case. But I don't know if that's a bad thing to sell. I mean, and that's the thing. That's the business to be in. So are you opposed to that? You don't want AMC to do non-movie theater-related things. But if AMC could get into the weed gummy business, you know, should we have AMC dispensaries? I'm not against that because they already have bars. Okay. So you're thinking inside of the AMC theater uh, buildings, there should be a bar and a dispensary and a place to get some weed. Yeah. Because if it's legal and they're carting people for beer, right. You cart them for weed. Right. Right. Same card. Right. No different cards, different cards. I think different cards. You have to have a weed card. I think. Do you still have to have a weed card? I don't know. I mean, this is a question for uh wannabe O intern Christopher, though. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, what are you he's, saying? What are you no, saying? No, no. I'm saying he knows people who would do this kind of thing. Obviously, okay. Christopher is as upstanding as it gets. Yeah. But uh yeah, I, that's the thing. They should get into the weed business, and then we just you take one step further, and they should also just get in the gambling business. Have a I mean, have a bar, have a weed dispensary and have a sports book all inside of an AMC uh, building and have more PLFs, have an IMAX. You got to have an IMAX before you could have a sports book and before you could have a weed gummy dispensary. That should no, be the I mean, I, I think the weed gummies come way before the sports book. Okay. Because they're just an item you can sell. They sell concessions. They sell alcohol. So they should be able to sell weed gummies. Right, right. Okay. The the chocolates just like maybe make them just artisanal straight chocolate. But I mean, gummies, you can make them have some weed in them. Okay. I mean, listen, it's the business to be in. And anything that gets, this is a way to get for AMC to get that capital to build more IMAXs. And it's also brand awareness. I mean, if you go out somewhere, especially like the popcorn and you see AMC popcorn and then someone tells you, oh, hey, that's a movie theater chain. They'll say, oh, I'll check that out. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, it's true. You're at a party. Someone someone gives you a a gummy 
before they take a bite of the gummy, they see a suit. I mean, it'd be very tiny because gummies are small, but they do see that AMC logo imprinted on the gummy before they pop it. And then maybe that makes them think, oh, maybe I should take this gummy and then go see Dune 2 in theaters. Well, yeah, they're like, wow, these gummies really effed me up. That AMC doesn't mess around. Right. I should take this gummy when Nicole Kidman starts walking on that rainy pavement. Yes. I mean, that's that's the combo. I mean, I mean, they have not revised that Nicole Kidman AMC ad since it started. It's been a couple of years. But I think having her pop an AMC branded weed gummy at the end would would definitely be a huge deal. Mm-hmm. People would love that. Or if she said, guess what? I've been on AMC gummies this whole time. That's why this this ad is Every- like this. Yeah. 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 That's why she's so, she's she's so out of when she's looking around like she's never been in a theater before. It's a whole right. new experience and you can have that with AMC gummies. Right. We reveal make each time make each time the first time AMC gummies. Yes. We reveal that uh Creed 3 and uh and La La Land and Wonder Woman had not actually been playing on those screens. She just started imagining those clips. Yeah, but the screens were blank. Yeah, it was a blank screen. She imagined the 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 scene from Creed 2. I'm sorry, it was from Creed 2. Um, Oh, the 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 scene. Yeah, it wasn't Screen 3. It was Creed 2. Um, all right. So yeah, I mean, uh, I think the AMC CEO should take heed of what we said just now. Very important Mm -hmm. stuff. So Clayton, I think it's time we get into our official top five predictions for this weekend. Of course, Barbenheimer is still out there and still going strong. So that has to factor into our top fives. But mm-hmm. would you like to go first or you like to go second? I'll go first. All right. So could we get your top five prediction for the weekend of Friday, August 11th, 2023? All right. We're going to have Barbie number one again. Wow. Wow. Because people love Barbie. People, they're, it, it's infatigable at this point, their, mm-hmm. their love for Barbie. So definitely number one, slam doink, slam doink. Mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm going Oppenheimer number two. Okay. Just because it's still doing massive business in these IMAXs. It's still the movie that everybody's talking about. And I think it's still going to hold strong here. Go back up to number two where it belongs next to Barbie hand in mm-hmm. hand. Mm-hmm. Number three. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Madness. Yeah. I think this movie is going to have all the rats. And it's a great movie because it has rats in it. Yes. It's a movie for the rats. With a rat. With rats. Yeah. Yeah. And so I love that. Number four, I think, is going to be Meg 2. I think Meg 2 beats last The Voyage of the Demeter just by sheer number of screens. Okay. And I think Last Voyage of the Demeter is going to do $7.8 million, almost reach eight, but not going to get there. I think it's going to open bigger than the invitation, but not much bigger. Interesting. Can I ask you, could you go to six? Because I feel like that's the big uh mishmash is the next batch of movies what do you think will finish six this weekend 
well, that's a great question because I do think that Haunted Mansion will still hold on because if you look down, Sound of Freedom and Mission Impossible are the ones that I think could get beat by Talk to Me. Yeah. Yeah, not I haunted think... mansion. I don't think Talk to Me could make six million dollars, but I definitely think it could make five and a half million and beat Sound of Freedom and Mission Impossible. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's hard to pick a different top five than what you have because, like, Barbie mm-hmm. is a slam dunk at number one. It really is Oppenheimer versus Turtles for number two. Turtles last weekend made twenty eight million. And even with a strong hold, you figure it's got to drop to about 18 million would be an amazing hold. Yeah. And I think it could do that. But Oppenheimer made 29 million. And even if it drops 30%, it's still going to make around 19 or 20. Yeah. Um. So it's tough. It It could be close. You know what? Just for the sake of it, I'll say Turtles because I do think it's going to be very close. So I'll go Turtles 2, Oppenheimer 3. Meg is going to fall off a cliff, but even that is still making like $12 million probably mm-hmm. for number uh, number four. And then number five does have to be Demeter because I agree it'll make six or seven million and that should be enough to hold off either haunted mansion or talk to me god a part of me though does want to be super ballsy and put talk to me at number five you know that demeter but that would mean demeter opening at like four million or five million yeah demeter would have to completely tank and i think it has to make more than the invitation yeah yeah film goers and talk to me is obviously a big success, but it's not Blair Witch Project level in terms of the buzz. You know, yes. this hasn't really cracked through to the main mainstream. No. Um. So, yeah, I guess number five will be Demeter. I do think talk to me has a chance, though, of getting ahead of even Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion could totally fall off a cliff and make like four million this weekend. Oh, um, uh, I mean, that's possible, but it's just in so many more theaters than it talks to me. Yeah. I just, I, I just feel like that's going to be the difference. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think we both agree. This is the weekend that sound of freedom really has to start falling. Um, I still have it beating mission impossible. I actually think Mission Impossible could flip-flop and get ahead of Sound of Freedom this weekend. We'll see, but that's something I was talking about last week. And I don't know. I mean, obviously, people are going to see Sound of Freedom, but the whole buy a ticket for someone else thing, I think, has got to start waning. I mean, how long could people just be buying tickets for the ether? And when that drops, you could see like a rather large drop for Sound of Freedom. And that could be this weekend. It's not showing any signs yet of a massive fallout. And Mission Impossible is in less theaters than Sound of Freedom by around 500. Amazing. So, I mean, that's the estimate from Box Office Pro. So that could be a little off. But just that factoid is super interesting. I mean, Sound of Freedom is going to have more theaters than the last voyage of the Demeter. 
Wow. Yeah. So I guess I guess not. But yeah, I, I'm curious to see what happens with Talk to Me and those four movies because those really could go a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. But uh, very interesting. Well, you know, interesting weekend coming up, and on our next episode, we will have the results and we will be breaking it down with our chief horror correspondent Brett from the New Flesh Podcast. So mm-hmm. you gotta tune into that one. But until then, of course. Send us your emails at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. We love getting your predictions, your boots on the ground reporting. Um, so send us more of those. Of course, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews have been huge in introducing the BO Boys to new audiences. So five star reviews. And, you know, all you have to do is write, love the show, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, That's blah. That's it. And uh, yeah, and of course, this is my birthday month, so that would be a nice birthday gift for for me, not from me. I don't give out birthday gifts, but I will receive a five-star review as a birthday gift. Follow us on social media. Want to be Owen turned Christopher is killing it with the vertical clips on both TikTok and Twitter X. So follow us at the B.O. Boys pod on TikTok and Twitter X. And uh yeah. Isn't it just called X? I think it's point. I think it might be Twitter X or X Twitter. I'm not sure. Either wow. way, Google Google it and you'll find the app. Google Twitter X and it'll lead you to whatever that app is. And then for within now. that within that you search for at the BO Boys pod and then you'll find the vertical clips or just or just be on tiktok honestly yeah that's the place to go right that's the place to be and of course the other place to be is on youtube clayton you know i even forgot to mention this to you maybe in the last few days and it wasn't in our rundown were you aware of what happened on youtube this week on our channel no what happened On our last episode, wow, what a bombshell to end this already packed episode. On our last episode of this show, we broke down the Dwayne The Rock Johnson appearance on Kevin Hart's Heart to Heart. We talked about what he said about Black Adam, him trying to say Mm -hmm. Black Adam's out of failure. We played the audio and video of that appearance and we broke it down. We would stop it. We talk about it. We play it. It was an amazing episode. Great radio, one of our uh, most lauded episodes in the history of this show. And on the YouTube channel, you, of course, could see us playing that clip. But actually, Clayton, you can't. Because after I uploaded that video, we got a notice from Peacock saying that we... The cock! The cock slapped us in the face. slapped us in the face because we were playing a video from their show heart to heart now listen peacock might have been the messenger Mm -hmm. but the rock was holding the cock and we all know it how quickly did that happen very quickly and so i had to take it down on our youtube channel i have now put up the episode without that section I cut a, you know, I appeared at the end, had to give a heartfelt uh, message to our YouTube viewers, explaining them what they were missing. 
and directed them towards the podcast. So that is what's going on on our YouTube channel right now. The the most recent episode of the BO Boys on the YouTube channel, unfortunately, does not have the whole story. You have to listen to the podcast for that. But The Rock and The Cock slapped the BO Boys in the face because we were speaking truth and The Rock could not handle that truth. And so, yeah. It is wow. very controversial. What about, what about fair use? What about the fact that we were making cultural criticism? I know we're not critics, huh? huh? But it would huh? fall under the, you know, umbrella of 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 cultural criticism. Is that is that against the law now? It's fair use. Well, listen, right now on our staff, we have me and you, mm-hmm. and we're hosts, and we have wannabe O intern Christopher, who is an intern. We, as of this moment, do not have an official uh, head of legal at the B.O. Boys. Okay. And this kind of situation makes me think that maybe we do need that because Mm -hmm. we may be battling The Rock in court at some point. You know, whether it's over this or whether it's over something else, who knows? But it's clear that the B.O. Boys are going to you know, much like a Larry Flint in the past, the the BO boys are going to have to possibly uh, uh, defend ourselves in court. Do you think if we would have said the rock is right here, if we would have lied or or suffer double brain damage and we're saying that the rock is correct, we are wrong. DC is wrong. The public is wrong. Black Adam was a hit. Black Adam was a hit, a huge hit, biggest hit ever. Would he have had them take it down? No, I I could say that with a hundred percent certainty that if we had done exactly what we did, which is to show a little bit of the clip, stop it, talk about it, show a little more, talk about it. But instead of telling the truth, if we had, talked about how the rock was correct and black Adam was a huge hit and DC should have been making more black Adam movies. That video would have never, uh, never been taken down. The The rock would not have slapped us with a cock and sent Peacock after us to take the video down a hundred percent. The reason that the rock and the cock came after us is because we spoke the truth and we talked about how black Adam was a failure, which something I had been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks on the show when it came out. And that was the, and they, they hid behind using our copyrighted video on your air, blah, blah, blah. But it's because of what we said. It was, it was because so many bigger channels do the, that kind of thing. Yes. You know? Yes. But, and, but because we didn't kiss ass because we weren't shills, we weren't shills. Know. They took it down. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a shame. It's a shame. But will we continue to do what we do? Of course we will. Of course we will. Of course we will. If anything, we are only uh, uh, more determined and, and stronger than ever because now I don't, I don't know if there's a way to review this heart to heart show. But if we can, 
we should get our one of bo boys, one of bo girls, one of bo people, people to review the show. One star, zero star, whatever you're able to do. Hate the show, blah blah blah. Well, so if well, you're able to review heart to heart in any capacity, go on there, put zero stars. Hate the show, blah blah blah. So you know, I I would say. And I get your passion. I get your anger. And I could see that anger in your eyes. And if you're well, I, we a YouTube did get viewer, a review. Hold on a second. We did get a review on YouTube. Uh, not YouTube. Okay. I'm sorry. We did get an iTunes review that said, I am okay. Second five star rating from 2007 Silver Ford Explorer said, Kirk was right. Of course, Kirk, mm-hmm. podcast Jesus. I have now convinced my wife to go to two movies in a month after getting inspired by the B.O. Boys. That is awesome. But then at the end, also, Clayton seems to be a little cranky these days. That is very astute. Because I am very cranky these days. Okay. Okay. And my crankiness is because of stuff like this. So what were you going to say? You're going to say... Don't have our fans mobilize. No, no, I say ha- mobilize, but I, okay. I, I think that the uh, listen. I'm not looking to get into flame war. Flame wars, huh? Zero stars huh. there. Zero stars. There. None of that. I think the the clip that we commented on from Peacock's Heart to Heart with the Rock. That whole clip is on YouTube on Peacock's YouTube channel. So. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Don't don't get involved in the sulliness of that kind of thing. Just go on there and comment. Say, hey, how come you made the Bo Boys take down their analysis of this clip? Mm-hmm. You know, ask yeah. the question. Ask the question. Yeah. Don't don't just throw spitballs. Ask the question. You're right. That you're needs right. To you're be right. Asked. Strike yeah. what I said. Don't be juvenile about it. Ask the question. Ask, Ask the question. Why did you silence the BO boys? Why did you silence the BO boys? And and the movement has started. You know, someone commented on our YouTube video, free the BO boys. Okay, and yeah, yeah. That's the type of thing. We we want them to advocate and ask the questions. And again, I get it. I can see in your eyes, you're fuming. You're boiling mm-hmm. over with anger. But we've got to just take a deep breath and... Let our listeners go and get some answers about why Peacock and The Rock, especially The Rock, Rock used the cock. Yeah. And why The Rock used the cock against us. So yeah, yeah. Uh that True. clip Great. that we analyzed, it's it's sitting there on YouTube. So you could find that heart to heart clip and ask the questions because listen, it's clear the rock is monitoring YouTube. So mm-hmm. he'll see it. He'll see it. He's well, checking he that. Listens. He listens to the show and he listens to the show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that is, listen, huge, huge news. I, I can't believe it. I forgot to talk about it to the end, but just giant news, the rock going after the BO boys, but we will not be stopped. So continue listening to the show because things are about to get very heated, mm-hmm. very heated. Um, so on our next episode, again, we're going to have, our chief horror correspondent, Brett, from the New Flesh podcast to talk about the opening weekend of Last Voyage of the Demeter and how that and all the other movies did. So until then, I mean, I think that's it, Clayton. I think, that's, I think we've done it. That's absolutely it. Yeah. 
I don't think there's anything left to say. No, nothing. Except for until next time. We'll smell you at the box office. Nailed it.